A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Checks. We are fine. Uh, we are the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by Mr. Luke Moore. How are you doing, Luke? I'm very well, Peter. Thank you very much for inviting me back. Yes, uh, onto the Luke and Pete Show. Uh, yeah. A show in which you are very much a partner. 50, yeah, 50. I only really wanted to do this show in the first place because all I wanted to do was see my name in a show title. <laughs> That's the only reason, and we're still here. You sh- why don't we just get a podcast where it's like the show of a thousand Lukes, where you interview all of the other Lukes in the media? They must be like lords. Well, you're, you're, you're taking the piss there. I know you are, but for the listeners' benefit, it's on the dev slate. <laughs> it's on there. It's on my it's list. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How you doing? How was your weekend? <clears throat> I'm good, yeah. I've, I've, I've been uh, taking a lot of asthma medication because my, my chest has got a little tight. I can't figure out whether it's allergies or uh, the fact that my house is a little dustier than usual because I'm sort of tidying up a little bit. Uh, I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm taking a lot of asthma uh, medication and it's made my throat quite... Um, quite hoarse, um, right. because apparently, acid medication, if you take too much of it, you can get thrush. Oh, right. I had it when I was a kid, and I think it was pre-figuring out that uh, asthma medication can give you thrush, certainly the oral medication, so to speak. I remember when I was about um, 14 or 15, I got thrush in my throat, like a baby would, and uh, right. and they said, you got to tell your, you got to tell your girlfriend about this thrush in your throat. And I was like, mate, I don't have a fucking girlfriend. Look at me. So yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> look asthma. at me for the, for the, for Christ's sake. I've got asthma. I've got debilitating asthma. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't worry. I'm not unwell. I've just taken a lot of asthma medication. Okay, also, so- also, also, I rolled my ankle over the weekend as well. Oh, which you're is terribly that. upsetting. I know. And and to be honest, the worst thing about it was just thinking about the. It popped out and then went popped back in again. Uh, it was a really bad one, but it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't inflame that much. Um, it, it, it's not bruised or anything, but it definitely went out and then went back in again. And I'm so glad it went back in again because you know we, we saw that golfer who, who, who was. Well, that's what I was going to say, Tony. Uh, Fee, now the, the closest we've come uh, to not being friends anymore is when I sent you that video with no um, write up uh, of what you're watching. Disgusting. And so for those who don't remember, he was walking down the fairway in a golf tournament and he he twisted his ankle. Uh, went over on his ankle and it popped out and he just did the which I think apparently is the right thing to do just popped it back in before it could start Whoa. swelling up and he was fine but it looked <laughs> horrific it's horrible it's bloody rank so I can't stop thinking about that I can't stop thinking about my pooly ankle what have you been doing this uh, weekend have you uh, managed to I, dive yourself in any way yes I did actually I pulled a left hamstring chasing a dog 
Oh, so, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, the reason cat. that I did it is nice, I guess. But the fact that I did it isn't that nice. My friends have got a um, friends have got a uh, a Labradoodle called Alistair. Lovely dog. Um, but he's going to be <laughs> absolutely gigantic. Uh, he's nine nine months old and he's massive already. He'd probably be up to about your waist, Pete, already. And yeah. um, and uh, we went round to theirs for a, a kind of socially distant barbecue um, because it was a birthday. We were celebrating one of my oldest friend's birthday. And uh, we obviously they live where I'm from, which is right by the south coast. And uh, we went, we took the dog for a walk afterwards, and um, he was loving it because it was a beautiful day, and he got to chase the ball around and go in the sea. And then when they let him off the lead, he's very well behaved. When they let him off the lead, he gets really excited, and sometimes he'll go and chase the ball, but he won't bring it back. So you've got to go and get mm. it from him, and then what he then thinks is happening is it's some kind of chase game going on. So he just legs it. <laughs> So, yeah. So basically, it just took me ages to get him. And then what I realized was I'd gone from, you know, naught to 60, Pete, you know, my turn of speed, naught to 60 mm. in pretty short order, if you don't mind. <laughs> and the uh, the left hamstring said, listen, Luke, you're not 30, you know, you, you're, you know, you're in your 30s. And, you haven't uh, done your squats. Yeah, exactly. And so um, so it was it was painful this morning when I woke up. Listen, yeah. guys, will I be able to go for my usual regular Tuesday morning run tomorrow morning? Watch this space. That's all I'll say. Oh, wow. Are you going to be uh, spending the rest of the day in cryogenic um, like muscle sleep? Are you going to be doing some kind of wild... I'll sleep in the, of, uh, in, the, in the chamber tonight, Pete, as I always do. <laughs> Sleep in the chamber. You and you and Michael, you, you got that off uh, Michael Jackson's yard sale, didn't you? When he when he I did. sadly passed on that oxygen chamber. Because everyone was saying it, it gives him sexual powers. Everyone was saying he's a controversial character. Um, we're sad to see him go because he was a musical genius, but very very problematic to say the least as a human being. And I just mm. said what I said to you at the time, Pete. What stuff has he got? No, <laughs> give us give us his chimp. Is there a give cat? us <laughs> the monkey. Bubbles, the not chimp. cuddles. Bubbles, cuddles was um, Keith. Flint Floyd, Keith Harris. Keith. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Keith. A real whistle stop tour through all the famous Keith. To, to be honest, I mean, uh, regular listeners of the Luke Pete Show will be flabbergasted how I managed to sort of tip tip tour through all of those Keiths and get to the right one uh, without actually going. Um, is it uh, who is it now? Um, yeah. It's Pete, Harris. All those Keiths you've mentioned, there are dead. Uh, Harris. Yes, Flint. confirmed. Yes, confirmed. Who was the other one? Keith. Floyd. Floyd. Oh yeah, they were all quite. I mean, if you would sort of say like they, they were all in, they were all in the entertainment business, but all in very different spheres of entertainment. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's actually a very little known part of the entertainment industry. Now, Pete, you and I have got a very very small um, insight into it compared to a lot of our mm. listeners. Not a huge one, but a little one, and we'll tell them this now. One of the um, one of the magic circle style facts about the entertainment industry that you're not supposed to tell uh, but we mm. will for the purposes of this mm. show is that like you do have to have of, uh, yeah exactly like media. penn and you do actually have yeah. to have an, a certain amount of keiths in each entertainment <laughs> sector so yeah. um yeah that, this, that's why keith lemon has to change his name to keith lemon exactly yes because because we lost one because we lost floyd and we, we kept losing floyd we were hemorrhaging floyds uh, sorry get hemorrhaging keiths <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete, what do you what do you think about um because didn't Keith Lemon have to come out and do some kind of apology on Instagram about some of the stuff he's done? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Life comes at you quick, eh? <laughs> I mean, the things that I was watching, actually speaking of uh, uh, stuff that probably wouldn't be acceptable now, I was watching a bit of um, Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse, Harry and Paul, uh, from 2012, oh, yeah. I think it was. Some of the sketches in that 
were very aggressive for the BBC. Right. Very, very. In what way? What do you mean? All. Um, they were. Uh, they, they, a guy would have a shop called. Uh, it was Harry Enfield in, in this instance. He would have a shop called um, "I Saw You Coming," and he would um, basically uh, entertain these um, older kind of yummy mummies um, from from sort of Crouch End kind of kind right. of kind of thing. Uh, and they'd come in, and he'd sell them tat for for a ridiculously inflated price because I saw you coming, and and, and you're an idiot. You're an upper class uh, twit. Uh, you, you've never worked a day in your life. You, you, your husband works in the city. All those stereotypes that kind of play into it. But also, um, and, and fundamentally, there, there was there were sketches about like um, where they were selling yummy yummy mummies things to make them s- sound more interesting in parties. And it was things like self harm scars and stuff, like fake self harm scars. And this was going out on the BBC in like 2012, 2013, mm. I believe. And I was like, God, they would never do that again. They would never do that now. They would never, ever dare of doing that now. So They would only do that if they could have someone else on the other side to, pr- to provide balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like well, someone would have to come into the sketch and go, and... well, maybe you shouldn't do that. It's up to you. <laughs> it's your decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big news. Uh, big news, Luke, in the entertainment slash video game world. I know you guys don't come here for video game news, but I think this is something we can all get on board with. The uh, A copy of the 1985 um, video game Super Mario Brothers has broken its own record. $114,000. Uh, it's just gone on sale. It's been sold. A copy of it, an auction in the US, uh, 90 grand's worth of video game cartridge has just been sold. Uh, and it's just Super Mario Brothers. Nothing interesting, nothing rare. Why is it so just expensive? Just a copy of... Just, it's in really good condition. Um, it's it's shrink-wrapped. It's got a, an original cardboard sleeve with little kind of hooks. Listen, it either works in the console or it doesn't. That's it. it <laughs> well, it won't. No, they'll doesn't. never know because they'll never open. They'll, they'll never yeah. open it. So there we go. Do you know, yeah, look, I, I had an amazing amount of uh, foresight as a kid that's never really been fully realised. Um, mm. When I was, I think, what year did the film Toy Story come out? I reckon it was 98. I reckon it was 98. I've just checked it was 95. Um, ah, and, fuck. And I, <laughs> and I went to Disney. So my, <laughs> dad got, my dad got laid off from work, right? And then I might have told you this before. Being yeah, like yeah. an amazing... Yeah, exactly. It took me, it just took me to mm. Disney World in Florida, which is, which is, mm. I mean, something Banger. that I would Great never... Great dad move. Yeah, I would never expect my parents to do. They've never done anything so financially irresponsible before or since. But they did it anyway. <laughs> and they took me yeah. there, and I was 14. And um, when I got there, they had this Toy Story kind of thing. They've got a whole Toy Story section now because obviously it's a big big hitter for them. But mm. back then, they had a Toy Story kind of little mini thing. And they were selling Buzz Lightyear's. And... Um, yeah, actually in the box because you know he appears in the box on uh, in the in the in the film itself, and the kid yeah. opens it and it's like a um, yeah, it's like an interesting thing and and the box actually features fairly prominently, uh, and so I thought well what I'm going to do I was only 14 this is how sad I was as a kid I was only 14 mm. and um, I thought what I'll do is I'll buy one but I'll never take it out the box because I think in like 20 years time it's going to be uh, worth loads of money right. So I did it, mm. and I kept it. I never played with it. I put it up in the box and in, in the attic, and I've still got it. Looked it up on eBay earlier, seven pound fifty. So <laughs> absolutely fucking pointless. I couldn't even get my money back on it. Twenty five years later, it's in mint condition. No one's interested. Yeah. So forget it. Yeah. 
You never know, do you? And, and also, like, I guess I, I think I did the same thing with Simpsons figurines, which you would probably say were less mass I've never market. seen one. Because it's quite, a, yeah, they, back in the day when it was before I'd even watched maybe a Simpsons episode, we went to Butlins and we had a five-pound stipend. We had a five-pound uh, uh, bit of pocket money every day. And I would march down to the toy shop that was on site at Butlins uh, and spend £4.99 on a new uh, Simpsons figure every time. So I, I got the full collection of the family. Um but the thing that got me was it was um, it was kind of upsetting that I, I sort of spent a couple of weeks just sort of kind of looking at them in the packaging and then just opened them up and just played with them. And I didn't yeah. need to. Temptation. Didn't need to. Didn't need to. Temptation. Mm-hmm. I know. But, yeah, it's always the ones that um, seem to make all of the money are like mistakes or short-run ones. You know, they've accidentally put Hitler's head on Homer Simpson's head. And How like, is that, that even That possible? was a big cock-up. Well, I don't know. They're all built in the same factory. I mean, why anyone's making Hitler figurines in, in uh, <laughs> the year 2000, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Weird. Do, you know Weird. Do you know what's just hit me? Like Speaking of the old, going back to the old Keith thing, right? Mm. Uh, Keith isn't a very popular name now, is it? It would be a great right. name for a dog. Yeah, would be decent. I just don't mm. think that in the UK, particularly, you're going to get anyone famous or of note called Keith anytime soon i can't think of any keith, keith. Uh, yeah he's old though isn't he i can't think of anyone yeah. now it's going to break through and become famous called keith i mean i can't think of a more recent one than probably i mean keith this is american Flint. but there's a rapper called keith murray isn't there that's the only right. one i can think of um so and he's probably older than me so keith flint's probably the most recent one you're going to get and i've just checked and he was born yeah. in 1969 so i don't think you're going to see any famous <laughs> keiths Possibly Irish rugby player Keith Wood, but he's not that famous. It's Irish as well, yeah. not British. So and, and sport, yeah, and, and sports stars, I guess, is it, it, it kind of slightly different. But like, I think, yeah, Keith, uh, you didn't need to be called like Keith Tendo or something, like something like you got a or young have a Keith Coutrement to your name, young Keith, little Keith, little little Keith, little Keith, little Keith would yeah. work, little that Keith would work. Love your job. Well, the best ever Keith is Keith Richards. Are we agreed on that? Uh, yeah, though there was a clip of um, Keith Richards, um, somebody kind of, I think possibly surreptitiously filmed Keith Richards backstage at Glastonbury for, before they went on. Um, and the, obviously every dressing room's got a little, you know, guitar and, 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 and sort of amp and drum kit set up and, you know, so so people can relax and play a bit of music or whatever. And I presume that'll be in every single It's the last thing I want to do. I've got to go and work doing that in a minute. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I always sort of think of like, we all sort of think of like the excitement of like Nebworth or, uh, uh, um, you know, people doing, you know, iconic uh, shows in, in the UK and abroad and stuff like that. But you go to any festival and you go backstage it's just porter cabins that they've just kind of put together and and tidied up and put a couple of like rugs down, so it's nice. But like Keith Richards is playing along, playing some kind of blues riff. Um, he didn't sound very good. <laughs> well, I think I think he's Even got really he... bad arthritis, hasn't he? Yeah, I I think a lot of these kind of like all the touring bands. They have a lot of pre, not recorded, but they certainly have other band members behind the stage. Uh, Fleetwood Mac being one of them, uh, the Isle of Wight Festival, where it was so windy, the, uh, the the curtain kept blowing up and you could see a lot of touring members of the band behind the curtain playing along and, and basically just playing the same stuff. That that's the the guitar, I, know for, the I know for a fact, and we may have mentioned this before, but I know for a fact that um, a lot of the big artists have their guitar techs do all their pedals for them. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And yeah. I think Metallica were the were the first platforms yeah. of that because obviously that well. it's a very technical. If, yeah, if it's a very technical thing. But imagine if you fucked up and just did like a, 
you know, you you had uh, who plays guitar for uh, Hetfield for or Hammett? Hetfield, Hannah. Hammett's very uh, gentle. Hetfield will stone yeah. your fucking head in. <laughs> he's uh he but imagine if like you put like did like a, a really cheesy kind of digitech uh kind of mixed at a guitar board kind of um wah wah pedal noise on his way he's trying to yeah, do a solo yeah. or you just, you, so you, just, you just hit wow, both wow, the, wow. You, you hit both the buttons at the same time which means it goes for tuning yeah and just fucking <laughs> uh, no, no one can hit anything that'd be amazing but you know so if, if i was doing like a podcast series on uh, because you know like um, a lot of creatives are are quite left-wing and liberal um, yeah, and and so it would be so if if you were doing like a podcast series on musicians that are actually very right wing, James Hetfield mm. would be first series, him, yeah. Johnny Ramone, um, and I can't really think of many others, but there are there there's are a, a lot. Uh, yeah, right wing. Okay. Hetfield is like Hetfield's like right of Genghis Khan, like his his <laughs> politics are unbelievable. Is he right? Okay, Presley Presley was quite. Uh, um, was he? You know. Yeah, I think Presley was quite uh, weirdly. Uh, Ted Nugent. He's yeah, one, Nugent's another one. Good one. Yeah, but Hetfield's politics extend to I think um, just give me a gun and let me hunt whatever I want and leave me alone. That's mm. basically that's his manifesto. <laughs> I mean, that uh, where does that sit in the Kid Rock kind of? Because uh, he's, he's, he's well, Kid Rock's just a dick, up, though, isn't he? I think I think James yeah. Hetfield. If James Hetfield was a politician and he had to do like a town hall and answer questions. Ninety-five mm. percent of the answers would be just figure it out for yourself. Just, just look after yourself. <laughs> Leave me out of it. He doesn't want to know. Yeah. All he wants to do is go hunting, play his guitar, and um, he can't obviously can't drink anymore because he's a recovering alcoholic. But um, mm. I, I mentioned this to you a while back, and, and so we have to apologise to our listeners because sometimes we repeat things on this show chiefly because Pete and I do speak a lot, and it's difficult to know yeah. what's on the show and what isn't. But I said to you, Pete, I watched a, a concert of theirs in the eighties where they're they're all alcoholics basically functioning alcoholics and they are still mm. absolutely amazing yeah I, I i can never kind of figure out people who can do that but also be you know like halfway through a, a whiskey bottle when they're actually performing it's such a is it muscle memory is it just being a a, a, a very performative person I, I just cannot figure out i'm quite an in, quite an insular kind of drunk i kind of receive, retreat into myself i get loud and then i get quiet mm. uh, the drunker i get so uh, yeah it's it, it's very very strange very okay. i mean as as you would know if you saw the ramble live tour like back in the last uh, year uh i always have to have two pints before i go on stage yeah <laughs> problematic not 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 pints you have those little cans don't you Little, little balls, little whatever, yeah. whatever I've got. Didn't we get Heineken's? We were sort of treated yeah, for to some, re- for some reason. For some reason, like who does the, that? The tour manager called up and you answered the phone and said, "Yeah, just get loads of Heineken." It's the worst I did not shout say ever. That. I'm a Heine, I'm a Heine man. I said, "Yeah, exactly." By the way, Pete, changing trends. <laughs> do you want a quick coronavirus update? Uh, is it but, binary? You've got it, or you haven't got it? Yeah, Luke and Pete. It it's in a Luke and Pete show style, obviously. Right. Um, okay. I read today that llamas mm. are helping the fight against coronavirus because um, the quest to spitting, provide, um, you know, kind of a, whatever it would be, a vaccination or whatever it would be, a vaccine, um, mm. it is at the moment in some cases is centered around engineering llama antibodies, which are relatively small and much more simply structured than the antibodies in a human's blood. And they can therefore be redesigned in a lab. So llamas are at the forefront of helping the fight against coronavirus. Who would have thought it? Well, as I said, especially because they are not helping when it comes to they are very spitty creatures. 
So I imagine yeah, if they ever had an if they ever had, had a lung lung bond disease, I think they would uh, or a virus, they would probably um, spread it more than most. The filthy mm. little blighters. What's your opinion Beautiful on the llamas eyes. generally? Beautiful eyes. Beautiful Eyesh- eyelashes. <laughs> Are they related to the camel? They, they must be, surely. They must be. You can say separate genus, all that bollocks. Look at them. Yeah. They're just camels without humps and a bit more hair. Yeah, I Fuck think off. you take a camel, a camel's hump away from a camel, you get a llama. It's just science. Well, it's camel. like when a dog, a dog and a cat have sex, a fox is born. Exactly, exactly. Fox, fox, uh, fox is a what is it? Dog hardware, cat software. No, cat hardware, dog software. Whatever it is. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say, but I just need to work. I've never yeah. heard that before. I need to work it out in my own mind. I would say, yeah, I would say dog hardware, cat hardware, software. cat software. Yeah, yeah. Fair dues, fair dues. Yeah. All right then, um, we're going to shift off, play some ads, or if we've got them, and then we'll be back with some more uh, emails from you guys. Oh, you've oh you've done well this week. Oh, you've done well this week. You've been doing amazingly well during lockdown. We could do a, a show every day uh, for as long as we could. No, and, uh, we thank still you. <laughs> Look at Pete Summer every yeah. single day. Uh, yes, uh, we'll be back in a second. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Japan-based YouTuber Chris Broad every Wednesday as we offer the lowdown on what's happening in one of the most unique and exciting countries in the world. The Abroad in Japan podcast is home to all things Japan, from things to do... So today we've come to you guys with 12 places in Japan that nobody knows about. ...to the bizarre... When I moved into my new apartment last year, the police guy came to my door, Mm. knocked on my door, I opened it, it was a policeman, and he said to me, in English, I am Japanese policeman. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best introduction you could possibly do as a Japanese policeman. (laughs) To the downright filthy. And for those of you who don't know what a Tenga is... Pete and I did discuss how to describe it best before doing the podcast, and I'll let Pete describe what a tenger is. What is it, Pete? It's a solo male silicon-based ordnanist's aid, so to speak. Brilliant. New episodes every single Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Abroad in Japan is a Stakhanov production. All right, it's uh, the ad break, the post-ad break lull, where we go, oh, did you enjoy that commercial messaging? I did. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Burr. Uh, we're we're going to pile into your emails. If you want to get to the show, how can they do it, Lukey? Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. That's hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. And we're on Twitter mm. at LukeandPeteShow. Peter, you are someone who comes across on this show as very hardworking because you voice quite a lot of the ads as well, don't you? Oh, well, not this week with this voice. Terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I um I was asked to do some voiceover for ads early on. And after that, I went, right. nah, don't want him again. I think it's more just that I'm always next to a microphone and I can self-edit things. Basically, if you do it and you have to repeat something, um, you deliver um, a three-minute read for a 30-second ad. Same with anybody else at Stakhanov. It's not a dig. It's just how it is. But I do the same thing, but I edit mine out before it goes to Katie. So by by pre-editing what I send, I've got the gig, mate. So, you know, it's not my voice. It's, It's the way I deliver. 
Katie's on uh, holiday for this show as well, so she, you're doing mm. the edit for today, aren't you, as well? So don't yeah, make yeah. it a bad yeah. one because everyone will know it's you. <laughs> everyone will know who the weak link is. <laughs> don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> Too late. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too late. Right, uh, so yes, hello at Sorry, Pete, you go ahead with your, with your email first. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dan, Dan says hello. Hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, this was sent 16 hours ago, so we are starting fresh. Please don't read my full name out. Just Dan, you'll see why. I don't think I did, did I? Uh, no, you didn't. It's fine. You were good. No, good. Phew, phew. Phew. I've been catching on past pods, past pods, and I'm now back at work and came across the happy birthday Pete episode. In this, uh, a listener, Alex, told us a story of setting the fire alarms off in uni halls with a red fireman's thong. Luke goes on to talk about firemen, goes on, uh, to talk about <laughs> firemen never having worn such undergarments in a fire engine. Well, I am in fact a firefighter in the south of England. Being an on-call firefighter, we would have our pager go at any second with the golden dreaded three being you're in the shower or the bath, you're having a poo, or you're having naughty relations with another woman or man. Um, it's interesting that Dan is going another woman. Oh, another woman as in outside of your relationship. I think he might just be sense. talking about right. any kind of sexual activity that isn't masturbation, isn't he? I don't know, because he says another woman, and Dan, uh, I'm presuming he identifies as a man, so I'm saying another woman? Is, it, is he just bored of women? Another woman or another woman? Like Dan, outside you need of to my relationship. Yourself, this is what, this Dan, is clarity, make yourself clear, mate. Clarity of communication is very important, lest you be unfairly maligned as an adulterer. Mm. Uh, look, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm putting two and two together and making whatever the hell I want, so I'm presuming that you present as a man. Dan, I do not know. When the pages go, we have around about four minutes to get to the station uh, and be on the pump and en route uh, to the incident. So up and leaving in an incident can cause some issues and some disappointment on my wife's part. <laughs> Anyway, this one evening we were called out uh, and when arriving at the station, we are getting on the truck and in a hurry uh, due to the severity of the incident. On the way, there was this very fruity smell in the cab appearing to be coming from my mate sitting next to me. When I questioned it, he informed me that his, him and his girlfriend were fooling around uh, and what I could smell was actually a, uh, a fruity pleasure rub. <laughs> Good band, by the way, Fruity Pleasure Wait, Rub. Fruity Pleasure Rub. It sounds like something you'd put on chicken uh, before a roast. <laughs> I put some Fruity Pleasure Rub on it. Uh, we had a laugh about it before um, he turned to me and said, but it gets worse. He then proceeds to show me how he is wearing her lacy knickers under his joggers and fire kit. In the rush, he just threw his, th- his trousers over the top at home. Uh, the whole time we were at this incident, you could see him constantly trying to rearrange his undergarments and man veg into a comfortable place. This has gone down in station folklore now, with every newbie being told of this embarrassing story, a, a story of learning, if you will. I reminded the newbies to bear in mind uh, that you could have to leave instantly whatever you may be up to. Uh, one we've we've obviously laughed about ever since. Fortunately, the incident had a good outcome, so we don't mind looking back on this funny moment, which, of course, we will not let him forget. Dan, that's a fantastic story. And, yeah, ju- look, just know where your pants are. If you're going to put on someone else's pants, just know where your own pants are at all points. Do you know where your nice. pants are, right, Luke? Yeah, I know where they are right now. Around me yeah. bum. Round my bum um, bum. Peter, yeah. that means, did, did this guy just have a very nice smelling fireman's pole? I guess so, yeah. I, 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 do they have fireman's yeah. poles still at the uh, the station? Yes, I believe I believe they do. Didn't we get through this? I think I think we got a few messages about a fireman's pole. But um, the thing, the thing we, I don't we, get about the fireman's pole, and fire, firefighters, perhaps Dan even, can get in touch and, and, and answer this. Yeah. Does it really save that much time? Well, I, I guess it depends on where it's where you're located. I suppose you're upstairs, the fire engine's downstairs. You need to get down real quick. What do you want? A bouncy castle? I Actually, think stairs is going to be fast enough. Bouncy castle. Bouncy I think it castle. might. I, no, I think it, yeah, I think it might Ball be pull. because I think if you leg it down the stairs as fast as you can, it's probably dangerous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just so if you get, get get a pole, get a little. 
Exactly. You don't want that. Exactly. <laughs> um, what about this email from Dawson, who says... Dawson. Um, Hi, guys. With all this free time in lockdown, I've listened to some old episodes again, and I came across one where you talk about anechoic chambers. Remember that, Pete? Mm, yes. Very, give, very pe- give people a very, very quick pricey of what an anechoic chamber is. It's a big room or small room that absorbs all sound or as much as it can. And that means that you or certainly bounces it off uh, in weird directions. So you can't hear any echo and it slowly turns you insane. Because all you can hear is the movement, the sound of your own body. Mm. Um, but Dawson says he wants listeners to uh, he wants to inform you and the listeners that the world record has been broken for staying <gasps> in an anarchic chamber. I can't even say it, an anechoic chamber, anechoic yeah. chamber um, for the longest time. A YouTuber called Calix made a video a year ago called "Staying in the Quietest Room in the World Until I Went Crazy." He went to South Bank University to attempt to break the world record. He lasted over an hour and a half, which destroys the former record as I think around 40 minutes. Unfortunately, when he attempted to get a Guinness World Record adjudicator to watch over to make it an official world record, they declined saying it's too dangerous. Oh, that's Thanks, a good Dawson. idea. Yes, good point. Yes. Why yeah, is it too dangerous? All you're doing is sitting in a room. You're not going to hurt yourself. Yeah, but you go, you, your brain goes mad. Because, you know, like we talked about this uh, last week, weren't we, about eyeballs coming out of your out your eye hole um, oh, yeah. and like you sort of think well y- your brain does a lot of the heavy lifting i imagine your brain does a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to uh interpreting what sound is where and, and, and where you are and, and and naturally you would probably never find yourself in, in an an echonic i can't remember what i was saying anechoic an echoic oh big man now giving it the big licks yeah. now you know how to say it I've practiced it five times on, on the show itself so i can say it. <laughs> uh, but peter one of the things the brain is very good at that i think is underrated and I'd be interested mm. in your thoughts on this. The brain must be very, very good in a way that we don't ever consider. And that's in a instant dismissal of things that aren't important or immediately put you in danger or anything like that. So, for example, if you walk down a street, there's however many houses, cars, trees, things, and you don't really notice more than a couple of percent of them, right? So your mm. brain must be taking all that kind of stuff in, but filtering it. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy to think about, right? Yeah. I'd, I I would also say, would it be, do you remember when you were a kid, like, and you would walk, um, you'd walk past cars in the street and maybe the street lights, maybe it's just uh, the, the, the switch up from LED, uh, from, from, from normal, I guess, halogen bulbs to, to um, light emitting diodes mm. in the old, uh, in the old lamps. Like, when you used to walk from a light area to a dark area and you would sort of look at the cars, the the cars would look, the car colours, like um, blues, would look brown. Um, and I can't figure out whether it's just the difference in, um, like, caustic reflection or whatever uh, um, when it comes to um, uh, halogen lamps. Um, that it, Back then, I just thought that the, the, the cars had a different tint to them. And I don't see that anymore. And I can't figure out whether it's just my eyes getting a little bit more mature or just... The um, and me not being able to pick up on the kind of like slight variation in in in, in the hue or the shade, or just the fact that we just changed our lights uh, up in in, mm. in the last in the last twenty years. Um, but I would like to go back to those times. <laughs> Sometimes people, I I think I was going to say some people have cars change that change color depending on your viewpoint of them, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, um, particularly, obviously, famously, the rapper Nelly, who said famously, watch the candy paint change every time I switch lanes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's. Does that something to do with it? Or are you talking about a specific. Is that part of it? 
No, I don't think so. No, I don't think Nelly's. I don't think Nelly's ever experienced uh, what I experienced walking past St George's Church on Park Road <laughs> in Hartlepool. Uh, we, but that, you surprised uh, me you say that because I, I'm pretty sure LED lights only took the place of halogen lights in street lighting quite recently. recently. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know why um, cars look mystery. like the, 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 light, the, the lights bouncing off cars just look a little bit different now. I'm a little bit older and, and I'm cognizant of the, or understanding that, that, that something must have changed in me. Or maybe it's just my brain going, look, you know what blue is? Stop looking at it. You know what red is? Stop looking at it. It's fine. The brain does that thing where if you look at something for too long, it doesn't start to, it stop, stops looking like what it's supposed to look like. Like mm. with, with, a, with a word, if you look at words for too long and you spend too much time focusing on them, they start to look like not words. Yeah. So I think there's fair. a lesson in that. Don't try too hard at anything. And, and, and voiceovers as well. If you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, all words. When we did the Football Ramble uh, book, audio book, all of the words that I'd written in a Starbucks on free Wi-Fi uh, for week after week uh, on end, I uh, couldn't read. I just couldn't read the words that I'd had I'd, I'd written. It was it was just horrendous because you you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, and then everything just starts to just be meaningless after a while. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got one yeah. final, I've got one final thing about noticing things mm. uh, is that if you obviously in the summer when you're walking around and you're not really wearing socks, you walk around bare feet because it's warm. And what I find when I'm doing shows or if I'm working from home and, and I've got bare feet, if I stare at my toes too long, I start to think of them as little, like, evil fingers. And, right, okay. And imagine them on, like, a, a kind of fictional evil being. And it makes me feel a bit Where's weird. Where's that come from? I don't know. Where's I just, this come from? If you take it's one the of most whimsical toes, you've ever been. If you take one of your toes in isolation, like the middle one yeah. of the five, and kind of separate out and look at it, in a certain way, it starts to feel like it could be the stumpy finger of an evil fictional being. <laughs> That's what I feel this like. Is the, this is the most whimsical you've ever been. Very enjoyable. Good. Well, you listen, people can get in touch the, if they the feel the same of way. Luke Moore. If they feel the same way, people can get in touch. You know, you know, you know it's like the way I describe it is you know that some people have got a real bad phobia of looking at holes in things. Yeah, yeah, I forget what that is, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it feels a bit like that. Hang on, let's carry on. I'm about to wrap up the show for today, but just carry they on. I've got, I've got to let my cat they in. Don't like, shut up. They don't like gods. Um, I think gods can sometimes have like seed pods in them, and uh, oh wow, uh, and they don't like it. I'll finish off with an email, actually. Um, okay, go for it. If, if you hear that in the background, Henry... that's Magnus being annoying. Ah, Magnus, uh, I'm a cat. Henry uh, says, hello, guys. On the topic of finding something in the attic, this one's a bit different, but we're right in Pete's wheelhouse. I'm a facilities manager and look after a lot of commercial properties. Upon one inspection, I found myself in a PABX room. Uh, Pete can explain. Weirdly, I can. Uh, it's just basically, t- uh, I think it's like a uh, computer-based television uh, telephone exchange. Uh, in there, I found none other than what I have photographed below. A classic IBM IBM computer fully intact. Not sure how long it's been in there, but a quick Google puts the creation date in the 1980s. That Google search also found that it's uh, worth fuck all, so it's not worth the time moving. (laughs) All the best, Henry. And he just sent us a picture of an old room with a stunning uh, classic IBM PC from back in the day. Um, It it really does look like something else. Do you know what that reminds me of? It really reminds me of that time traveler, John Titor, that I talk about sometimes. Hmm. Who said that um, he he appeared on the kind of message forums, some internet forums, saying that he had travelled from the future to come back to retrieve an IBM fifty one hundred computer? Right. Okay. Um, yeah. 
because he referenced that it needed it was needed to debug some computer programs in the year twenty thirty six. Um and whenever I hear of the word IBM computer, I only ever think of that now. So does it look like that? Like a weird big it chunky look thing, like that. massive keyboard. Uh and it would surprise you that the um colour is a lovely cream. Uh but to be fair the colouring of uh, old computers can be um, quite variable simply because of the fire retardant uh, chemicals they put into the plastic so it wouldn't just set on fire. Um, and that, over time, um, makes it yellow. It was it was long thought of being something to do with smoking, but it, it's quite the reverse. It's oh, I, I always thought it was to do with smoking, like nicotine stays. Mm. It's not, no? No, no, it's not. Huh. It's, uh, it's, it's literally it's, it's because of that. And, and you can My kind of, stuff. they call it retro brighting. You can kind of reverse the process a little bit by uh, applying some kind of, I think it's ammonia solution to it to make it white again. But yeah, these computers in the 80s that were white would slowly turn yellow because of the fire retardant chemicals. Yeah. Don't pour ammonia on your computer if you're listening to this. Don't pour well, ammonia on your computer. Just a little bit can't hurt, can it? I remember once um, the most recent smell of ammonia I've ever smelled was when. Um, we didn't open the football ramble football kit in the bag for like oh, a year. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I don't know how that happened because people used to take responsibility for washing it, and it just got it just must have fallen through the cracks or something. And it, it smelled so bad of ammonia. I reckon there yeah. might have been some kind of species living in there or something. <laughs> well, I've seen football kit before from like a shared bag that's got like fucking mold on it and stuff. It's disgusting. But yeah, yeah that smell is very evocative, and it it kind of reminds me reminds me of uh, ammonium sulfate, uh, the stuff they put on. Um, licorice in, in 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 like sweden and places like that and also oh. like when i bleach my hair it's, it's very evocative of being a kid and you're always and, talking and about licorice in scandinavia oh. you know that yeah i know but on, listen pete I, I on that note we're gonna have to get out of here because we got um we got to go and do other things so thank you very much for listening to monday the 13th of july's episode of the luke and pete show we will of course be back on thursday the 16th of july in the meantime if there's anything you want to talk about respond to on this episode suggest for a future episode you can email us hello at lukeandpeteshow.com we love to hear from you we slowly work our way through all your emails so they will at the very least be read out by us if not read out on the show so get them in and until then uh, we'll say have a good week and we'll speak to you on thursday say goodbye peter goodbye peter and goodbye from me as well was a Stakhanov production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.